0: Good Tuesday everyone, yesterday we began to look at our future and how what we do today will determine that future. We saw that there were two aspects to our future, one is the remainder of our time here on earth, which is in time-space, and then our existence in eternity that will begin after we pass from this earth. And we saw that God's perspective of this is different than ours. We're living here on this earth and it appears that that is all there is. And when we think about our future, we basically think of the future time that we have on this earth. The remaining years of our natural life. But there is an existence and we have a future after death. And we need to prepare for that future. We saw that if we want to gain a perspective on these two aspects... It's like a dot and a line. A dot represents our life on this earth. Our birth, our childhood, our going to school, our marriage, our raising a family, our career, our retirement, and then our death. All of that happens within a dot. But if we want to compare that to eternity, it's like a line drawn between here and the moon, 250,000 miles, and place a pencil dot on that line. That is the perspective that God has of our life on this earth. It is so short, it is so small, compared to the vast existence that we're going to have after death. But this time on earth is very important, because there is a direct connection between what we do today on earth and what we will experience in eternity. Whatever happens inside the dot determines everything that happens on the line. And so we saw that we need to live not our life for the dot, but to live our life for the line, to live our life for eternity, to view things in light of eternity. And that's why 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says, Do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal." What you look at determines your reality. And if you only look at things that are seen, things within the dot, well, then that will become your reality. But if you can see beyond the dot, see outside, then we will live for eternity. Tim Daniel sings a song entitled, Give Me a Vision Beyond This World. And that is exactly the teaching of the Bible, the teaching of Jesus, that we need to see beyond that which is natural. To look at things that are above, not on things that are on this earth. Now I want to go on today and look a little more closely at how the choices that we make now determine everything that happens in eternity. There are two factors that will determine our future. Number one, our belief. And number two, our behavior. Your belief determines where you will spend eternity. Your behavior will determine how you spend eternity. Now, this is very, very important. In the Bible, these terms are referred to as faith and works, faith being our belief, our works being our behavior. And how do these come together to shape our future? it is very important that we have a clear understanding of how our belief and our works come together to shape our eternity. All right, let's look at this a little more closely. Our eternal destination is the consequence of what we believe on earth. It is a result of our faith, not a result of our works. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest any one would boast our destination of whether we spend eternity in heaven or in hell is not based on our works but is based on what we believe Now this is very, very important because we can get these two things mixed up in our mind. In fact, the majority of people on the street, if you were to interview them and ask them what must you do to go to heaven, would probably say, do the best that you can. Because most view that our entrance to heaven is based on being good or being good enough or being better than someone else. Listen to what 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11 says. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. This tells us that eternal life is a gift, and the gift is in the Son, in Jesus Christ. It is not based on our being good enough. Bruce Wilkinson, in his book, A Life God Rewards, gives an illustration that I think is tremendous. He talks about a time when he met a man who didn't have much use for Christianity or the church. And so he asked this man if he believed in heaven and hell. He said, yes, he did. He then asked if he could draw a diagram. And he put a line on a piece of paper. And at the front end, he put 0%. And at the other end of the line, he put 100%. And then he said, let's say that the worst person in the world who has ever lived is at zero percent. They have zero percent good in them. And then let's look at the other side, the very best person that's ever lived on this earth, and let's put them at 100 percent. And then we'll put everyone else in the world between zero and 100 percent. And the man said, yes, I can understand that. And then Bruce asked him, where do you think the cutoff line would be for people to go to heaven? Like, would it be at 50% where 50% of the people go to heaven and 50% of the people are lost? Or would it be at 60% where 40% of people go to heaven, but then 60% are lost? Where would you put the line of where people would go to heaven? So this man thought for a moment and he put it down at about 70%. And so Bruce said, so what you're saying is that the top 30% will go to heaven and the bottom 70% won't make it. And the man said, yes. And then Bruce asked him, where would you put yourself on the line? And the man put himself at 71%. Now, (laughs) this is so typical of us as humans We don't want to put ourselves up too much, but we think, you know, we'll just make it into heaven. We'll just make the cut, as it were, to go to heaven. And this was exactly what this man did. And so then Bruce asked him, but that's only your guess where it would be. And the man said, yes. And he said, well, what if you determined wrong and the cutoff point was 75 percent? Then what would happen? And the man looked at him and said, well, I guess that would be a problem, You see, when our entrance to heaven is determined by works, how would we ever know what is good enough? How would we ever be sure that we had salvation? This portion of scripture that I read said, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. How would you know that you have eternal life if we're not certain of how good we have to be in order to get to heaven? Just where is that cutoff point? Do we have any way of knowing? Yes, we do. The Bible tells us where the cutoff point is. The cutoff point is 100%. The scripture says that no sin is going to enter heaven and that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is not one of us that reaches God's standard. His standard is perfection, 100%. He's completely holy. Not one sin is going to escape His judgment. It's just the way God is. It is just His nature. We cannot stand in His presence because we are sinful. All of us have sinned. And so there is no one that's going to stand before God unless they are completely sinless. Is there anyone on the earth that was completely sinless? Yes, there was. Jesus That's why this life is in his son. He is the only one that qualifies. He is the only one that God can look down and say, I'm well pleased with you. Because Jesus resisted every temptation. And that is why he could die for our sins. He didn't have to die for his own sins. He didn't have any sins. That's why he could lay down his life a ransom for us. Because he had no judgment of sin over his own life. He laid it down for us. And now he offers that free gift of salvation for us. The only way we can stand before God is to take Christ's righteousness as our righteousness. We have to die to ourselves, accept Christ, believe in him, trust in him. And by doing so, the scripture says that our life is hid with Christ in God. And that's why this verse that we read in 1 John 5.11 says this is the testimony. This is what we're saying. This is what we're putting forth, that God has given us eternal life, but this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. There is not one person that's going to be able to stand before God on his own merit, We will be judged. We will be condemned to eternal death. Salvation is only in Jesus Christ. So the bad news is the line is drawn at 100%. But the good news is Jesus qualifies. And if we believe in him and trust in him, Our life can actually be hid in him and we come into heaven, we come into God's presence not based on our own righteousness, but based on his righteousness, based on the work that he has done, not on our own. Now this is so important for us to see, that our eternal destination is the consequence of what we believe on earth, not what we do on earth. Well, we're just getting into this, and we'll continue tomorrow and see what place our works do have in shaping our future. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services.